Hey everyone, Greg Meskel here. Thanks for joining us on another episode of What's Good. Today we're talking with Team USA hockey Olympian and gold medalist Maddie Rooney. Maddie, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Maddie, this is a challenging time for athletes across the board. I've talked with lots of different athletes as they try to gain access to their court, their field. What's the story with ice time? Is it, is it, is it hard to find a rink? How are you able to train and work through this time? Yeah, so time for a while was pretty difficult. Um, here in Minnesota, the rink started opening up kind of June 1st, so I was able to get back on then. Um, I had some connections to a rink here and there throughout May, but really only about three times, so it was tough for the past three months. Um, but off-ice training went well. I was able to still go to a gym as I have my boyfriend actually owns a gym, so off-ice training never really stopped for me. Um, but during this time, um, it was really important for me to kind of focus on off-ice training out away from the rink, um, such as like hand-eye coordination drills that I never really put much time into as a goalie, um, developing my mental skills, watching video, all those things that I had the time to put towards, um, I thought really benefited me and will contribute to my on-ice performance once I get back in full swing. And you're like many athletes, a lot of your main competitions this year got canceled, wiped out. What's next for you and Team USA? Do you have a sense of what the next six months or a year looks like? Yeah, we have a camp coming up in August. It's an evaluation camp. It consists of uh, inter-squad scrimmages, and it's pretty competitive and intense. So that is our next thing moving forward. Um, as of now, it's kind of 50-50. We, we're not sure on the update with that, but that's what we're being told is it fit it's 50-50 and we're hopeful. Um, we haven't been told much about the fall yet either. So still just sitting hopeful. That's the name of the game here. Scheduling and then hoping and awaiting that it all actually happens. Uh, your journey here with Team USA, a quick rise. You were one of the younger players when you look back at Pyeongchang and, and have this amazing run there, winning gold, starting goalie. You now are a couple of years removed from that. What, what sort of perspective have you picked up on, on what all went on? I imagine it was a whirlwind as it was happening. As you think back on it now, what, what did that year and that run mean to you? Yeah, uh, looking back on it now, it seems like a couple months away. I can't believe it's almost, what, like three years now. But um, growing up, I mean, I always had the dream to play on the Olympic team, as I'm sure or as I know many of my teammates um, did as well and had played in them before. Um, but I think it hit me that I was really in the Olympics once I walked on uh, the stage there for the opening ceremonies among so many elite athletes and my teammates and all of Team USA. I mean, it was just a really special experience for me. And then ultimately playing in those games and playing the majority of the games and then that gold medal game was so cool. And as a goalie, I mean, um, I guess before the Olympics, if you would have told me it would have came down to a shootout, I would have never believed you. But as a goalie personally, I mean, that's it's awesome. I mean, I really love shootouts and they're always so fun and very intense as you know. And um, I always get asked like what I felt in the moment as she was coming down and really as a goalie, you just have to expect the unexpected. I kind of, I guess I kind of blacked out in the moment. I just remember reacting uh, in the moment and then seeing my teammates rushing over to me for the dog pile. But um, looking back on it now, I'm just very grateful. I know it was a huge step for women's hockey as they had hadn't won in so long 20 years and um it really just set the ba another base for women's hockey moving forward and we're going to continue to grow off that and ho hopefully uh women's hockey's well i know women's hockey's in a um coming amongst a bright future here 
Yeah, you can't really script a better ending as a goalkeeper to finish off a gold medal game. That is as cool as it gets. And being a goalie, the pressure as a non-goalie person, just watching a lot of different sports, it always feels like goalies have such a difficult job. Other players can kind of blend in. Not that other players don't make mistakes, but goalies get a lot of the focus in Mm -hmm. hockey, soccer, whatever the sport might be. If a goal is allowed, a goal is scored, you know this well. It isn't always your fault, right? There's defense in front of you. But how do you handle the, the pressure of knowing that all eyes are so often on you? Yeah, um, I always say goalies make mistakes and ours are the only ones that show up on the scoreboard. But um, I always refer back to that gold medal game. Obviously, there was a lot of pressure on that game and I was feeling a lot of nerves. Um, it's important to stay calm and collect as a goalie, as you know, or not maybe as you know, but it's important to stay calm Thank and collect. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> because um, it's kind of like your energy back there kind of radiates throughout the team. Like if you have a goalie that shows they're nervous back there, obviously I think the team's going to play more nervous and they can play more confident knowing that the goalie's back there playing confident as well. So I think that's really important, and I've always tried to take pride in playing that calm and uh, collected manner um if you get a if you like going that's a game of hockey that's how I look at it but short-term memory as a goaltender and always just be looking forward um especially in those Olympic games I took the games like five uh, minute increments so I wasn't really looking too far ahead wasn't looking in the past kind of just looking at this next play here and I think that's something that really allows me to stay uh, focused and as a Olympian national team athlete, you know this well. I think maybe the average sports fan doesn't always realize that just because you did this one great thing, it doesn't punch your ticket for the next four years. You have to continually make the team, and then you have to earn the starting spot. How challenging is that? I know after Pyeongchang, right, there was a time then where you're, where you're the backup, and then you're trying to get back into that starting role. It's a battle for every opportunity. How do you describe that challenge? Yeah, uh, you're really constantly being evaluated at every camp, practice, game, whatever it is. And really just um, being grateful for being given and take advantage of them when they come. Um, I mean, uh, being one of the top three goaltenders in the um, country on the women's national team is obviously a huge accomplishment in itself. So if you are the backup for a game or for a tournament, like it's just embracing that role and being the best teammate you can for your goalie partner who is in the net and for your teammates on the bench and in the game. So really it's just kind of accepting your role for that time being, but also like using it as motivation to getting that starting position back and just being ready to go because like you said, it changes so quickly. Um, your goalie partner could not be playing her best that game and you could be going in. So it's always just being ready, but also being supportive. During this time of no games or little games, little practice, you talked about kind of reviewing film and, and kind of working on the mental side of it. You mentioned being a good teammate to your fellow goalie partner. What, what in your mind does that look like when you're on the bench and you want to support them? What are you trying to do? And then when you're playing, what, what feels like a good teammate from afar? Yeah. Um, I think it's hard to like kind of support them in the game as it's going on, but like, especially during media timeouts or, or in between periods, it's just being like, if you're on the bench and you're not starting being an listening ear, um, giving support, like saying great saves and like just 
reacting to the way the starting goalie wants to handle it because sometimes they're just in their zone. Um, you kind of got to know your goalie partner and what she works best with. Um, but so like if your goalie partner loves to analyze the game, like that's kind of how I do it um, when I'm starting. So being a listening year and just kind of hashing out the period and hashing out maybe a goal or a great save. And then, yeah, just being supportive, <laughs> great save. Um, same in practice, always just supporting each other and competing, like challenging each other as well. But um, you guys are both in it for the good of the team and making sure no pucks go in the net. So, I was reading recently in an interview you did with NBC Sports about getting into some high school coaching, uh, talking with your old high school coach. What's that experience been like? And I know you're probably just getting started, but also how do you how do you balance that with everything else you're trying to do? Yeah, so actually I haven't started with that yet. It actually starts tomorrow, so I'm really okay. excited. Um, that summer training program will start, and then the season will ultimately start um, kind of towards the end of October. But, yeah, so in the fall I'll be doing the PWHPA. Um, I'll be doing a little bit of part-time goalie coaching as well, and then coaching for Centennial and doing my own goalie training too. And then whatever, whenever I get national team commitments, I will fly out for those. Um, I mean, the Centennial – coaching staff head coach Amelie he told me right when he hired me that um, he'll be really accommodating he has backup coaches there for when I do have to miss and like my training and uh, national team commitments will always come first so that was huge when I um, accepted the position and I mean I think I have I've like kind of laid out my schedule for the fall even though it's so far away I kind of have a great idea and I think everything will um, fall into place well so I'm really looking forward to it and I think it's going to be going to be great. So back uh, in, in your old high school, working on that, you not too long ago finished up your college. Also in Minnesota, I, I was thinking back to when Minnesota held the Super Bowl, and a lot of the features on TV were all about ice fishing and people uh, ice skating on lakes. But there's obviously a love for winter sports and hockey there as well. Can you give a little context to just like the passion for ice hockey in your home area? Yeah, it's huge. Um, a big thing here is Hockey Day Minnesota, where everyone uh, gets together and goes, or not everyone gets together, but the hockey fans and teams, they all play on outdoor rinks, and it's one of the biggest uh, televised hockey events here in Minnesota, and it's just a great get-together for people. Um, I was never able to play in it when my Minnesota Duluth team did play in Hockey Day Minnesota. I was actually gone for the Olympic year, but it's really special. I know just from speaking to players and seeing it's really special for the players and it's a great experience for the fans. Um, personally, I played in Duluth and so that's also a huge hockey community and Amsoil Arena is up there and it's just, it's really special as a hockey player to play in front of fans who are like diehard hockey fans and it's really just awesome. And I know like I grew up going to Minnesota Wild games and it's just a different atmosphere amongst the wild fans like I've been to many NHL games over the um or around the country and it's just Minnesota gives a different um different vibe and it's it's cool we're definitely the hockey state yeah definitely a huge uh passion for hockey from from your area you had mentioned your your college time as well um and kind of juggling that national team and then college responsibility how challenging was that to kind of feel like you're a part you're 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 a part of two teams at the same time? Yeah, it was challenging, but I never really um, thought twice about it. You know, I was just really grateful for the opportunity to be on that national team, and it was kind of just like um, you have a different team environment in the college, obviously, because you're all the same age and you're all um, you know 
the same kind of just atmosphere. And then you go on the national team and you got age range from 19, 18 to 31, 32. So it's just like a completely different environment. And it's just adapting um, really quickly because you'll be flying out after a college game one night and being with the national team the next. And um, you just embrace it. It's definitely different learning experiences and different challenges that I faced. But I'm grateful. Um, balance school during it was actually it had its challenges, but I would have never, um, you know, like I was really grateful for it. So I would never like look back and think that it was hard because I was always in the moment there, like so excited to go out for these camps, and it's all I really knew. So you mentioned hopefully Team USA getting back together uh, at the end of the summer and then kind of seeing where it goes from there. What what are some of your long-term goals in this? How much longer do you want to kind of do this? And uh, what do you hope to kind of accomplish here if you're looking to Beijing or beyond that? Yeah, I want to keep playing um, for as long as they'll have me back and as long as my body will allow me to. Um, my goals, I obviously have a goal to make the next Olympics and um, – and then go from there. But right now, I'm just focusing on my training for this summer. Um, specifically, I'm working on goalie training this summer and just um, fine-tuning all those technical goalie skills uh, going into the August camp and then the fall. Um, so I'm kind of putting off getting that adult job life here. Um, I'm going to continue to coach part-time and play hockey professionally with the PWHPA. And then I think playing in the PWHPA will set me up um, great for when I have to go with the national team and um, world championships and then those Olympic trials. Winning a gold medal a couple of years ago certainly does a lot to raise the profile of the women's hockey team, raise awareness. Like you said, it had been 20 years since that had happened. But whether it's playing with Team USA, playing in the professional league, playing with your Duluth team, what, what sort of responsibility do you feel to try and be, be an advocate for awareness of women's ice hockey and try and support the growth of that? Yeah, it's huge. Like as the national team, that was our main um, motivation going into those Olympic Games and after on those tours was really just to try to grow the game and create a awareness. Um, that's big for me personally. I find because uh, I'm here individually. Obviously, we're not in a team or team uh, environment anymore. But here, I try to give back by coaching and working out with the youth um, girls as much as I can and. Um, when we're with the team at certain camps, we do a lot of community, community camps and involvement and um, just, you know, getting little girls to fall in love with the game, just like we did. And then we think that's really important and it's going to be huge. I mean, like our involvement, like 23 of us in a camp doesn't seem like much, but we could impact so many young girls and um, who knows what that will spread or who knows how that will spread. And so I think um, just, like getting the youth involved and getting them interested and creating the awareness will be big moving forward for women's hockey. Yeah. I mean, I have to imagine, and I was reading an article about how you had to, you were trying to lobby your parents or your dad to kind of get the better equipment and all that sort of stuff. There had to be athletes that you were looking at to kind of aspirationally when you were younger, right? Yeah. Um, I looked up to a girl on my high school team here in Andover. Um, and also I always looked up to the national team goalies um, specifically Jesse Vetter when I was younger and they were always great role models for me and I always um, really had, 
admired how they carried themselves off the ice as well. And so, yeah, those are my two role models on the women's side. My On the guy's side, I always idolize Marc-Andre Fleury. So. Excellent. Uh, Maddie, as we wrap things up here, we always end the interviews uh, with the same three questions, and I'll tell you them ahead of time. They are, what's something you've done for yourself lately? So maybe it's self-care or something just selfishly fun. What's something you've done for someone else lately? A lot of people have been stuck at home with their parents, their grandparents. They've been just going to the store for them, something very, very little or something even bigger. And then lastly, I know it's it's been some fairly serious times as of late, but is there something that you turn to to kind of lighten the mood, something that really kind of makes you laugh out loud. So the first question is, what's what's something you feel like you've done for yourself lately? Um, I've definitely been having more time on my hands here for myself. So I've just been doing things that I enjoy, um, hiking, walking, um, reading books that I've never got the chance to get around to. And just like you said, kind of doing self-care. Um, I think that is something that I always, like being a college student, you never really had a ton of time for. And graduating and having all this time in the world was a kind of a nice little treat for me, I guess. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. It's, it seems, uh, I guess little, but you're right. Most people's Mm -hmm. schedules are so hectic. They don't get a chance to do some of those very, very basic things. And now what's something that you've done for someone else? Yeah. So since, uh, COVID-19 happened, I moved with my parents from Duluth here in Andover and parents again is definitely different after five years so I always try to help around as much as I can obviously they've opened up their house to me um, again so I try to clean the house whenever I can um, cook dinner whenever I can I've really just been um, letting them know that they're appreciated is that like your way of paying rent yeah pretty much Exactly. Uh, and then, and then last but not least, uh, what, what do you turn to to laugh? Is there something recently that's really, that's really made you laugh out loud? Oh man. I, I don't even, I can't even think of something like there's nothing specifically. Um, during this time, I guess I've been having a ton of FaceTime calls with friends that I haven't caught up with in a while. And usually those spark some funny old memories and conversations. That's probably what's giving me the best laughs. Excellent. Uh, Maddie, really appreciate you taking some time today. And uh, best luck to you and Team USA getting back on the ice here soon. And also good luck with the high school coaching. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on.